<laughs> I mean, I'm like in my head right now, I'm currently adding another layer and we're like, well, we don't even know if this is even, this is just a simulation. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. Like, and I get out. That's why it's so fun to be a little uncertain. I mean, you can, you can, you need, you do need to have a, this is what I want to say. I mean, you do need to have a level, a certain oh, level of certainty for to exist. Sure, for sure. I need to be able to walk to back home tonight and be like, I'm stepping on pavement. <laughs> I'm, I am crossing a road, you know, like, <laughs> But uh, at the same time, when you can have a, a safe space like this to wonder, yeah, you're like, is this a simulation? <laughs> is you any know, of is this it? real? Am I hooked up to am something? Am I certain of some, anything? Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I am Scott. And I am Macy. Welcome to episode number 68. And this we week's go. topic is our uh, tagline. Oh! Kind of? Yep. It's our tagline. Oh. Today's topic, because it's no small thing, is certainty. Mm-hmm. Although that may in the beginning seem like we think certainty, we're holding it with a grand high praise, which we're not. We're not. We're hold, we're, we, don't high, we don't hold it in very high esteem. We don't. We don't think it is something that should be placed as a high value or even a, even attainable goal. It's so opinion. complicated, though. I mean, it's already come out in some of our listener comments. Yeah. Like, uh, we're going to get to it, but... Um, I also like being a little provocative. So sometimes I'll come up with an idea or a name for something. Like I came up with a name for a class for parents one time called Parents are the New Youth Pastors. Mm. And parents were like, oh, that scared me. Interesting. And, you know, I don't want to be the youth pastor. I have a youth pastor. I already have enough pressure on me. And I was like, well, I wanted it to be a little provocative. I wanted it to catch your eye. Yeah, yeah. And I want somebody to look at somebody. Parents are the new youth pastors. The, yep. yep. <laughs> and I, I wanted, I want, I like the idea, and I think you do too, of somebody being like a little thrown off by that tagline. So, mm-hmm. no, less certain? What? Huh? Less certain? Yeah. I would when I want to be fully certain. <laughs> but Stability? Maybe somebody, I imagine somebody scrolling through our Instagram and seeing our page and being like, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain. What? Oh, no, 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 no. That's weird. And they move on. Maybe. But me, and so like, it's not, I, I don't know, like I want to, I don't know if it'd be selling out to soften it a little bit, but, but I do want it right up there in their face for some reason. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the best way to get more listeners. Oh, less certain. Oh, great. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's clear to who we are and it's important to us. I think it shapes our approach to each topic, that tagline. So approaching the world with less certain, like not seeking certainty, but mm-hmm trying to be curious, it is an indicator of our posture towards the topic. So yes, whatever yes. topic we're doing, we're, we're not approaching at it. Yeah. With this idea that we're just, we're always kind of just scratching the surface on something. So this topic is no small thing. We're here to circle around ideas, go back and forth, explore it, be mm-hmm. curious around it. Not with this idea that we'll, we've, we'll nail it down, yeah. but rather the exploring and the conversation in itself is drawing us towards us and giving us a better idea of it. You know, one of the things that's interesting too is I have had people tell me in, in, in a, a good spirit 
in a, in a nice spirit, not like a big criticism. Uh, and I don't know what to do with this. It, listeners, help us understand. I can maybe get my head around it, but like with all our uh, attempts to be curious and lack certainty, people say that sometimes we come across as arrogant. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah, um, I, think, I guess we're spouting I off. I think everyone can come across as arrogant and pretentious. I sometimes listen back and I'm like, I think I sound pretentious there. So it's hard because we're I in a safe that. room just with these microphones mm-hmm. and we both feel very safe around each other. So maybe we sound more confident than we do <laughs> we are. in real life. But that's true. We are. I mean, the spirit of it is, is like, uh, I guess, I mean, since the podcast started for the two of us, I think you'd relate. It's like, it is a, it is a place where we can let our minds wander a little mm-hmm. bit and we don't mm-hmm. feel like we can do that in our everyday environment, but yeah, I do think it's, it's a set aside space to let our mm-hmm. minds wander and be curious. Mm-hmm. There's our tagline. Now I, I'm going to say something. I don't, I don't think you're going to like it, but I'm going to say it in my mind. I, I was listening to the Donald Miller podcast, everybody, a white man out in the world teaching us some business skills. <laughs> we should all listen to these guys. <laughs> I'm saying that jokingly, but I have enjoyed that podcast. Everybody, if you have other podcasts, I should be listening to, to <laughs> diversify my uh, gurus, help me understand and know, but, um, He's, he says in his framework, you should have an enemy and something you're striving for, a solution to that enemy or a solution to that problem, you know? Yeah. And I like the idea of identifying, like, what is the no small thing enemy? And to me, it'd be certainty. Mm-hmm. So we're saying it right out front. And so we're trying to say, like, and he would say, really help your audience understand just how detrimental and bad that thing is. Hmm. Why it matters that why it, it matters. that we live a less certain yeah, yeah. way. So, I mean, since, since we made that part of our tagline, I've like thought someday we're going to go all in and help people understand. But like, pfft, we're going to get into it in a second. But I realized, I realized getting ready for this this week that we are in over our heads, which is a good place to be. But like, uh, certainty. That's kind of is, the whole yeah. point. We are yeah. very uncertain yeah. around even just certainty. I feel that. Yep. I found one article, many articles actually, but one that I really deep dived from Stanford philosophy mm. department mm. about the, the con- philosophical concept of certainty. Yeah. And I was kind of vibing with it, of course, but I was at the same time being like, this is a lifetime of work here. I, I'm just barely understanding and I will probably use this for future <laughs> conversations on no small thing, but well, yes, this is the certainty part yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. Certainty part two, three, four. I, but I was like, wow, there's a lot. I'm never, I'm not going to get this in one reading. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and I have a deeper appreciation for it and I don't want to be flippant. I mean, but I listened to a philosophize this. That's a podcast episode oh, on certainty. Oh. Um, like three times. Cause mm. it was, First of all, just sometimes, you know, when you're listening to a podcast, people probably do this with us, but it's like you get distracted and then it's like happening and you're, yeah, and you're like, doing wait, something and then I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. So this is kind of that podcast. Also, it was just a lot of philosophy names and people and concepts and I'm yes. like trying to figure it out. Philosophy podcast people out in the world, just cite your sources. Help us understand what you're talking about. We don't know. You're, you're yeah. in an inner circle. Yeah. Help us. Help us plebeians. Understand what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but it is the kind of like looking at a timeline. It does seem like they like our 
thinkers or communities kind of flow in and out of maybe valuing certainty or mm. not valuing certainty or Ooh. historically like like historic rhythms of history yeah i mean there's different thinkers who have had different thoughts on uh, whether or not certainty is huh. good or bad or not and i think as people lean towards kind of not being as certain or not holding certainty to such a high degree, it's allowed for a lot of exploration and like allowed for the, I mean the scientific field to be opened up. It's kind yes. of like this debate between certainty opens up debate between like science, the, theology, philosophy, all these questions yeah. because essentially science no scientist is ever certain. That's the thing with science right. is that there isn't necessarily certainty. Yep. There's a lot of proof sometimes, but you, I don't find scientists being like a hundred percent certain. We're really certain this. It's because it's like we you live in an uncertain universe. Yeah. It's it is a lie to yeah. say that we can be absolutely certain of things. Yeah. That's a lie. Oh, see, we're getting into it now because now I'm. <laughs> We always say we're not experts, and I don't even know what I'm about to say. I don't know what I'm about to say, but like we're always qualifying ourselves. I I know is, this is where like philosophy and science and all that sort of collide. But to say that um, there's this, oh, I don't know what I'm saying, but like please go there's for this it. idea that that all the all the all the absolutes and scientific sort of um, proofs uh, uh, in terms of the sustainability of our universe. I'm not talking about climate change. I'm mm -hmm. talking about like what we know to be true about atoms and molecules and protons and photons and all the way the universe works. Mm -hmm. It's like as much as that's been proved over and over and over every day throughout history, there's still no proof that it will keep happening tomorrow. Yeah. And that's a trippy thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like in my head right now, I'm currently adding another layer and we're like, well, we don't even know if this is even, this is just a simulation. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. Like, and I wish people could have, anything. that's why it's so fun to be a little uncertain. I mean, you can, you can, you need, you do need to have a, this is what I want to say. I mean, you do need to have a level, a certain oh, level of certainty to sure, exist. For sure. I need to be able to walk to, back home tonight and be like, I'm stepping on pavement. <laughs> I'm, I am crossing a road, you know, <laughs> like, but, uh, at the same time when you can have a, a safe space like this to wonder, yeah, you're like, is this a simulation? <laughs> is you any know, of is this it? real? Am I hooked up to am something? I in some anything? <laughs> am I just perceiving one thing? I mean, that's another thing. It's perception is so much of our lives. <laughs> so much so of our much lens. <laughs> <laughs> what is true. certain for me <laughs> is not certain for you. Also, like we're unreliable witnesses to ourselves. Like it's just to me, the idea of it is just so bonkers. Like that so certainty could be real, you know? I know. I and I know. value it kind of as a concept. And I think that there are some good things about seeking a level of certainty, mm -hmm. but I want to clarify it by saying level of certainty. Like I don't want, I think if we ever think we're absolutely certain on something, it's like, then that's a very clear sign that you're not certain. And it sounds a little boring. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Now, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with this stuff. I, I bet someday it's really going to click for us. Cause I think it we're we're scratching the surface of this concept, but like if Macy's a five wing four, which we believe five wing four, four wing five with access to a three wing, but yes. skews five, I think. Maybe. I'm a five wing four. Okay, balance four, whatever. 
Well, maybe maybe what Whatever. we're saying is balance four with a with, with a, a a fairly large access to the existential gap. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know. True. And it does seem like for us being in that uncertain space feels very comfortable. But others, it's terrifying. Yeah, I and I like. think I do think that this is where you and I can just go popping off, and we're like, "Yeah, being uncertain is amazing." And people are like, "No, no, no, because no, no, for us, no, no. to be told that I had to be certain has been in like times when I'm valuing certainty, they've been kind of su- it's kind of suffocating to me. Yeah, and it feels false to yep, me my whole life. So, yeah, we live in this space where we're, yeah, like loving that we're swimming un- in uncertainty. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're if we're gonna get any gram for a second, I mean, this is maybe where we, you and I can on the I'm podcast shocked. sound arrogant, like, oh well, we love uncertainty, we're great with uncertainty, but I, I mean, that's just highlighting our thing. Other people are great in other things that I suck at, like yeah. certainty for that matter. If if like a one comes in and says, actually, there is a right way to recycle everybody, and you do it this way, and you, do, I'm like, oh what? Yeah. Oh, thanks. I, you know. Well, that's the thing too. It's like, it's complicated because it's like maybe this is like the gift is probably overshadowing it, but this is what we offer in terms mm-hmm. of a way of thinking to mm-hmm. this greater organism of society and people groups and things like that. As we're, yeah, like someone such as a one or a six is going to offer certainty in the values of it, which yeah. do actually serve me at times and mm-hmm. me reminding people to question things will serve them. Like it is a fluid relationship all the way. I, I have this image, uh, McKaylee, who is our friend, who's mm-hmm. a six and was on our podcast. So we'll probably be back on again someday. Mm-hmm. I almost have this image of like, you can say what we're doing is serious work. Like it is serious to be less certain. It is serious to have us help you be less certain, whatever on this podcast. But then there does need a, there does need to be a time where that stops. Yeah. And I almost feel like these are our toys and we're here like, we're uncertain. And then McKaylee comes in and is like, okay, time to be done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those microphones, uh, you know, now we have to do actual things. And we're like, okay, thanks McKaylee. <laughs> it's true, but I need that. It's yeah. grounding. Mm-hmm. And then we need to go to McKaylee and be like, McKaylee, it's time to put down all of your tools. Things. And, like you can just let it go and, and not yeah. know what's going to happen. Hopefully McKaylee likes that <laughs> image. <laughs> I don't think McKaylee listens, but Daniel listens. So hi, Daniel. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Daniel, McKaylee's husband. Um, yeah. So I, w- I guess I would say in this opening kickoff zone here, um, I have found in my life that certainty seems to be a, a, a block Mm-hmm. on the way to curiosity. And we this mm-hmm. is what we're about. We are about on the podcast curiosity. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I mean, to a lot of people, 68 episodes sounds like a lot of episodes. But in my mind, again, it's infinite episodes and infinite curiosity. And, yeah. and I'm sure there's things someday that we're going to find that we should talk about. I mean, like, for example, I was watching um, How the Mind Works this week, and there was a whole episode on dreams, and I instantly put it into our notes of, like, dreams. that's an episode. Dreams. Yeah. And oh. it's not like we're going to come to some conclusions. <laughs> we're just going to we're just gonna talk about curiously, what the heck are dreams? Oh, that'll be a good one you know? one day. And again, dreams part one, dreams part two. <laughs> dreams part three. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing that... You said it earlier about boring, and I think that is true in this way of thinking of, especially when we're just having like an intellectual conversation around a topic, the idea of thinking that there would be some certain end is 
boring that it cuts off the conversation from mm-hmm. things. Like mm-hmm. it is. Oh, we're trying to get to this. Conclusion. We're trying to get to this conclusion. Land the plane. We're never landing. We're not landing that plane, everybody. <laughs> um, that that leads to potentially. It just it to me doesn't <laughs> sound as fun. It's not as fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, if, it, I mean, honestly, again, if we're going to get serious, it, it sounds a little dangerous to me. To think that we Wrapping can come up to in a certain box, conclusions. We, we, have, we have this figured out. There's no more questions. Well, yeah, and thinking about, okay, we do these topics, and sometimes we do topics over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it is always such a fun and healthy and good thing to look back at what we thought we knew back oh, then, which is oh, what we know now. Enneagram. And it just, yeah. it's proof of like growth. When yeah. you're certain on something, you're no longer open for growing. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine us being like, you know, this is defense mechanisms, episode 10. And you guys, we have figured it out. <laughs> we understand defense mechanisms. This is the last episode of defense mechanisms. And <laughs> we could have go through them all and be like, we're at the end. We're done Although with those we episodes. Could recycle. But like, I'll never understand them fully. Oh, you true. Know, like, true. <laughs> never um, understand history. Never understand myself. Never understand art. Never understand politics. Yeah. And we'll, we'll never understand this stuff. We'll, we'll get into probably faith stuff more. Yeah. But like, I do think for me, faith and being in a particular evangelical Christian world, they're trying to market certainty to an extent. And I think I bought it for a while. Mm -hmm. Me too. And it took coming to like conclusions to realize that that was really short selling something much richer I could be experiencing when I was settling for certainty. <laughs> certainty feels like settling. You could have a lot more. That's a soundbite. That's a soundbite. <laughs> That's a quote. Put it on the Instagram. Uh, certainty feels like settling and you could have a lot more. And you Mooney, have a lot no more. small thing. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a soundbite right there. Well, okay. I, you know what? I think this should be an intro and I should I think we should come back with listener comments. We're coming back. We're coming back with listener comments because people yeah. came with thoughts and I just posted something very casually it. and people got into it. I mean, yeah. I think we have at least four or five substantial comments mm-hmm. that could, we could engage with, but everybody, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know something about no small thing. Your pals over here at no small thing. Um, we're not a big giant famous podcast. We, we, we don't, we, we love you all. We are so grateful for our listeners. Maybe someday we'll become jaded, pretentious listeners. We have no time for our <laughs> Instagram be, engagement. That would make us bad. We would not be I successful podcasters if we that have an happened. admin looking at our Instagram. You know, <laughs> whatever. I'm kidding. But uh, we do treasure any engagement. We treasure emails. No small thing podcast at gmail.com. We treasure reviews mm-hmm. on our iTunes. And we treasure. Instagram engagement. Yeah. No small totally. thing podcast. I, I don't know what our Instagram handle. <laughs> no is. small thing. No small thing, everybody. Uh, we post, if you're listening to this and you found us on SoundCloud or Stitcher and you don't know we have an Instagram, mm-hmm. that's pro- primarily where we communicate. Engage. We communicate. We announce our. I know. We're on Facebook, but we lose things. Someone I don't just. Really know how it works. We found a, a Facebook message oh. from April of last year. Oh, I feel so that bad because it's high quality. a nice message that was about 21 pilots and going off. It was a full click member. Kind of, uh, kind of, uh, calling me out too. Calling Scott out on yeah. his DOP <laughs> opinions. Oh gosh. It was okay. Good. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to engage with our Instagram listener comments. I'll do it right now. Do, 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 do. No small thing. We'll be right back.
Okay, everybody, we're back. We are going to get on our Instagram here and take a gander at what people have said on our request to give some feedback. Also, should we read the Facebook? Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. So I'll start. I'll start. Should I read what we actually wrote? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Scott wrote this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll read the question, and then I'll read one comment, and then Macy will read a comment. Cool. So I said, hey, question. What is your relationship with the concept of certainty? When do you think it's useful? When have you found it problematic? What even is certain? Everybody, we don't know, so we want to hear your thoughts. When have you found yourself being less certain about something that you had previously been certain about? And then I went on to explain our concept of certainty, but I don't need to read all of that. So uh, Mikda, who I just started following today, and I feel sad that I wasn't following earlier because it sounds like Mikda is pretty familiar with our episodes. Mikta says... Michaela, I think, is their name. Michaela? Like, if you click on their Mm. Instagram. Let's click really quick. Michaela Didier. Hope I said that right. Thank you for commenting, (laughs) Michaela. Okay, here we go. This is something that I think about daily, hourly even. Wow, this is the type of person we want to be hanging out with. With everything I think I know or believe, there are a thousand opinions that are different than mine. So who's to say mine is right? Yes. Yeah. Who's to say anyone is right? Yep. (laughs) I get so extremely uncomfortable when a group of people starts to act the same or talk the same or come to the same opinions. Issue four? Is (laughs) four? If I was a part of the group, I quickly find myself standing near the door. (laughs) Mm, Sounds like four. Michaela, are you a four? (laughs) Do you know the Enneagram? I'm skeptical of everything and everyone, <laughs> including myself, including my own skepticism. <laughs> yes. Wait, that's such a mood. <laughs> <laughs> and that's sort of the problem. I want to be certain about some things or even something. Yeah. But I feel like to do that, I have to ignore this nagging voice that questions everything, even reality itself. That's a, this is a this is a five-wing four, a four-wing five yeah. energy problem. But maybe that voice does need to be ignored sometimes. Hmm. Maybe sometimes. And then she wrote another comment. I think that's true. I think that's why. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it needs to be put on hold. It needs to be like, maybe just like f- hold certainty just for the sake of stability. Yeah. And I, I've thought about if, if like intellectualization is my defense mechanism, especially oh, like yeah. being on a run and I'm just thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. It's like, just, just take give a it a rest. Give it a freaking rest. Scott. Yeah. Um, remind. Okay. Another comment, which is, I found really intriguing because now this Michaela. is still from Michaela. Yeah. And I want to know what episode I said this in because I know I did. But oh, like, now yeah. I'm like, man, it's so cool that you're bringing this back up. It, uh, Michaela says, reminds me of what your son said to you. Scott, um, my son is Jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like maybe you remain open to everything so you don't have to commit to one thing. Yep. And in a way, by not accepting anything that's actually being closed, mm-hmm. really looking forward to this episode. Thanks, Michaela. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought true. that up, and and I would I didn't even realize I had said that in an episode, and now I'm like wanting to remember, Michaela, if you hear this, get up, get back on our Instagram, remind us what episode I said that in. Um, I that don't was remember, a big moment, but I do remember you saying that, and I had heard that story once moment. before. Uh, I that think call me out, call you out. I think that's true. I yeah. think it can be a real false thing to fall into. Yeah, somebody's trying to make a point and I go, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. And they're like, well, I have a really good point. Yeah. And I'm actually right on this one. Or 
I actually have some statistics. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just open. And somebody's like, gosh, this is so frustrating. Yeah. And then it kind of makes me sound like the, or at least I'm probably in the back of my mind trying to make myself sound more, I don't know. Yeah, something. I can be really, I think this exposes some parts of myself, I think, where I can use like certainty at times for like the right topics. Mm-hmm. I think other topics when it comes to like how you treat people or things like that, I can be like very aggressively like, Oh, I'm certain on how this mm. is and not maybe be as open. And maybe I could be more curious around mm. why people come to certain beliefs. I don't know. There's no. certain, there's certain areas where I definitely can find myself being rigid, but then in the rest of my life, I'm like preaching uncertainty. Yeah. So I think that's something that it, it just, I don't know, just right now brought to my awareness. You did it. You brought <laughs> it to your awareness. You let it in. <laughs> I think I think people who, I think we can all be hypocritical in certain ways. I think sometimes this can be a cop out of like. I'm certain that I'm not hypocritical. I'm just kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. You really were like, my mind is that? twisted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. funny. You, uh, you, I, I feel like you, you very generously tried to take that comment seriously. <laughs> <I realized>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let me really try and figure this out. <laughs> all right. Do you want to read Sydney's? Sure. Sure. Okay, I'm excited for this. Sydney went all in. Let's see. Sydney said, sending all the good vibes. Wowie, certainty is a big topic. Thinking about the things I was certain would be the way life was forever. Yet I also was so truly unsettled about this certain thing I was certain about. Ooh. I think I have to read that again. Poetic element. Thinking about the things I was, in quotes, certain would be the way life was forever. Yet I was so truly unsettled about this certain thing I was certain about. Yeah, I I get what's happening there. I get what's happening. Makes me grateful for this new life of living less certain and more hands open. Which I do think hands open is a nice way of putting Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Taking things as they come and being grateful for the current moment. I'm not sure we can really be certain of anything beyond right now. Not saying we need to constantly doubt everything, just saying less rigidity, more gratitude and more curiosity are all good things. Maybe even more, may, maybe even make me more sure. Do I say certain ha, oh, ha, ha, oh. that I am on a good and happy path? Who knows if any of this makes sense? I do think it does make sense. I think it makes sense. I tracked. Um, yeah, I do think, and well, she goes on comment, to talk. Right? Yeah, she says, one last thing. I think the one thing I'm certain of is that there is no better way to live life than in my truth and in alignment with my true self rather than trying to stay in old containers. And in the same way, I can't really be certain of anyone else because we are all ever changing. But when I'm living in my truth, I'm less concerned with people changing or being unsure of things. And instead, everything is just flowing. And I have less of a need to have a list of things I'm certain of. Containers, I like that. Yeah, image. containers. You know, it's funny because I we'll probably talk about this when we get into the theology philosophy mm-hmm. element. But like <sighs> that phrase would have so triggered me ten years ago. My truth as a Christian, I've been mm. like, it's not your truth; it's God's truth, and there's objective truth, and it's mm. you can't just pick and choose your truth. And yeah, it's so heavy and deep, and like even to get into that, I mean. Now I'm tracking with that. I don't even need to have it explained to me, but like I know my old self 10 years ago would have been like, what do you mean your truth? 
Yeah. And yet it's like finding your truth and leaning into who you are is, yeah, what that is a feeling of certainty. It's a good feeling of certainty. But I think part of that is also accepting and understanding the uncertainty of how life is. Yes. Yes. And I'd also say the thing that I've come to realize, I'm saying this with my eyes closed because I'm thinking hard. Um, the trippy, trippy, trippy thing about Christianity, faith, philosophy, all that stuff is just because you say words doesn't make it true. Oh, so what I mean by that is that. somebody says, it's not my truth, it's God's truth. That is a that is a uh, funhouse mirror, <laughs> smoke and mirrors, everybody. <laughs> uh, it's still your truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're you're just saying it's God's truth, but you're st- you're still it's still wrapped up, up in your language from your brain into your heart into your experience through the things you've read through your, and now you're saying it's God's truth. It's more honest just to say your truth. Mm-hmm. And now, does that hint at God's truth? Does that have a bass tone or a resonance or a connection with God's truth? Sure, but like, I mean. It's it's through a mediation of your body, your perspective, your language. Yes. It's all being warped through your human experience Ooh. and all of those things. Yes. It's oh, so far from language. what is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So my truth, I, I mean, like, that's an honest, let's just be honest. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I, I accept my truth now. Mm-hmm. But I, I could be like 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, your truth. Who do you think you are? It's not your truth. It's God's truth. I was like, oh, oh, oh. oh. I'm just going to go back to my... I mean, that's not even actually 10 years ago. It'd be 15 years ago. 30-year-old Scott wouldn't have been down with that. Hmm. Um, 15, 25-year-old Scott would have been skeptical. And I, and I want to go back and just be like pat him on the back and be like, it's, it's okay. going to be okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. And let it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let it yeah go. Don't worry about that. There's other things to worry yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think... Living a less certain light, certain life is part of it. And Sid mentions like kind of this flow thing, but it, it does with it comes kind of a letting go into the chaos of our mm-hmm. situation in this world. Like, this is such a great sound, by <laughs> a letting go into the chaos of the situation of this world. <laughs> That's what it is. Like it's accepting and letting go that like, I'm not going to be able to hold on tightly to this thing. Like certainty feels like you're clutching on to something yeah. and to accept the uncertainty and accept the potential chaos and accept that chaos actually just is, yep, yep. is a letting go and allowing you to just flow with it and be more present and in it, which gives you probably more of a sense of self and certainty, but it's because you're aware uh, of the uncertainty. That's so good. That's all good. All <laughs> that stuff. You know, I, I don't know. Big, big, big giant side note. I'll read another comment here, but like, you know, this the, the concept of a sermon is a very interesting thing. Like in my world, I've been trained to like write sermons and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I'm much more, I'm I, the, the, the authentic speaking off the top of the head is much more compelling to me. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of like you, you're bringing obviously your experience and your knowledge to bear on the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like that free form, whatever you just said, I like that over, I prepared these comments. Yeah. I prepared the comments. That's fine too. It's not like it's not good, but like, I like that. I like that free form. (laughs) Well, it's, it's a, (laughs) you just said some good stuff. Yeah. Okay. What? Oh, no. I was going to say something and then I just don't want to say it. Okay. Okay. Don't want to say it. Okay. I'm going to read Ella's comment. Okay. 
Ella says, Ella's our friend. Uh, also, we think uh, for wing three. Um, Does she think that? She's, I talked to her last night, and she oh, said ooh. four wing three. So. Some fresh info. Um, so here it comes. This is, this is, I think, a great, great counter element to this episode. We love that. She says, it sounds like y'all are going more existential definition of certainty, but I still thought I'd offer a thought on day-to-day uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I often feel very afraid if I'm uncertain about what's happening around to me in everyday situations. I've had pretty severe anxiety and PTSD for 15 years and not being able to control my environment, what's going on or what's going to happen and being caught up in what ifs used to be able to throw me into some pretty big panic attacks. Mm. I'm learning to let myself be uncomfortable with uncertainty in the present moment while still being certain that overall I'm safe and okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's important Mm -hmm. because we're just like flippantly be uncertain. Yeah. Certainty, certainty, certainty. And there are people out there who've like, worked hard to just create a sense of certainty that's getting them through the day. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I would never like, like one of the things I want to clarify and I did in our comment on our Instagram is like our, our Instagram bio, we say a less certain life. We're not advocating for zero certainty or mm-hmm. no certainty. We're not saying we're just saying a little less certain, mm-hmm. not, not, not uncertain. We're not, I'm not even saying helping you live an uncertain life. Yeah. We have to have some certainty. I'm just like, less certainty, a little less. Yeah. Most people are walking around, my opinion and my experience, with so much certainty. Maybe. Yeah. I don't. I don't who, think who knows? so. I don't have any. Di- I don't have any like uh, charts <laughs> a, or a like, full intel of what yeah, people no. read people's minds. God, that's my experience. Anecdotal minds. Um. Yeah, I do think this is interesting, and brings things up. I'm learning to let myself be uncomfortable with uncertainty in the present moment and while still being certain that overall I am safe and okay. It does remind me of this idea, what we were just talking about with what Sydney's comment was saying of like this sense of self mm-hmm. and that being a kind of a grounding force to allow you in the uncertain world. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. But then I'm also sitting here thinking, well, you don't ever want to be fully certain of yourself because then <laughs> you're not allowing yourself to like find out more of yourself. You always want to be open to finding out more of yourself. But there's, I do think having a baseline confidence in self and sense of self and certainty and maybe essence. I was going to say that. Is probably... It's so hard to describe essence. I was trying to describe essence to somebody the other day. It's like if you're gonna say essence is like an enneagram word, everybody. But like, kind of, if you're yeah. Say like um, a Christian word. You could say uh, uh, image of God. Day. Yeah, yeah. And then and then somebody's like, well, what is that? And why does that matter? And it's like, well, it's a great starting point. It's I, a it's, way to see yourself as this essence is kind of. Inherently your, valuable. Your, uh, yeah, it's your inherently valuable self that is already within you that often gets overshadowed by all these other things in this oh. world. It's so sweet and precious. It's, it makes sense to me even it's as It's your best about. self. Yeah. It's your best your self, self inside of you. It's your real self inside of you. Exactly. Yeah. Gosh. It's so great. Yeah. I walk around forgetting it, but like even as we're talking about it, I'm like, that seems to be the key to everything. Yeah, and so having a sense that that is always within you and you always have access to that, I think can provide a sense of certainty. Yeah. That, 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 this is the key. This is the key. This is mm-hmm. the key. 
I'm about to give you the key, everybody. Oh, <laughs> here it is to unlock what door? We're not sure. <laughs> no. Um, a, a, a grounding of certainty in your in the idea that you have infinite worth and your essence and image of Christ or image of God, whatever we want to say. That or image can help of the greater you, being. Yes. <laughs> that can help you be more comfortable with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, but you have this. Yeah. One thing, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of like you, I'm getting the imagery of like a, you need to be tethered to some things, Yeah, but like you also, I don't know. (laughs) You made a little gesture. What are you about to say? I I don't know, but you're also like, you're spinning out there in the uncertainty, but there's (laughs) something you're tethered to that's certain. (laughs) And yet I'm also, I, you're tethered. It's like a tether ball. (laughs) (laughs) and yet i'm like is there anything actually certain though so like is there anything that we're tethered to i don't know i don't know that really is the existential i I I don't know why it sounds so fun to me to be out just floating in the nothingness (laughs) i know know. it brings me back to myself a year and a half ago when i was in a really uncertain stage in a very doubtful stage to an unhealthy point Mm -hmm. i think of that as like kind of like a pendulum too far of the swinging. Like I Uh, had a very low, you can overdo it. I can overdo it. I was uncertain about myself, about the world, about all things. I had no sense of direction. Like I'm aware that there's times where you can go so far uncertain, like nothing matters. Everything is meaningless. Everything is chaos. There's no way of knowing any, have no grounding. True. That can, that can be detrimental. Yep. We don't want to be flipping about it. We are being a little flippant, yeah. but uh, not too flippant. Yep. Right, okay. Yeah, you want to read? Uh, yeah, I can read. We had, well, first of all, oh, Jeff Cuse said, live the questions. Live the questions. Jeff uh, Cuse was a, a, a guest. guest, and it, I love that he wrote that. That's I know, so and fun. it's true. It, that's kind of what up. his whole book was around. Yeah, um, that's so fun. Jeff, we love you. And then Professor McGonagall, who's a follower and Professor listener. Professor McGonagall is a loyal follower mm-hmm. and is an Enneagram 7. Oh, yes. So so listen to this comment with that in mind. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. I think the need for certainty has many layers. For, fun, for foundational aspects of our life, certainty is helpful for us to feel grounded. True. But I adore uncertainty. I love witnessing the unpredictability of life. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Because that's a huge part of what life is. Why expect certainty when you probably won't get it? And the alternati- alternative is more fun anyways. <laughs> that is a true four take or yeah. seven take. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's true. She's Embrace the uncertainty. Like, again, like uh, 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 this Mika- Michaela. I don't want to say this Michaela. Michaela. I just started following. We just started following you today. Um, but there are f- people who follow us who I know start to engage. And I'm like, oh, we got to follow that person so we can be full pals. <laughs> and Professor awesome. McGonagall is like a full pal. Yeah. And um, it's really fun to watch her because like she's got all the seven vibes. And then also like we often attract these people who are like sort of Christian Enneagram types. Mm-hmm. And she's been posting these videos of her playing on her keyboard and doing these really beautiful hymn arrangements. And um, I don't know, that's been her stretching herself, it seems like, in some really cool ways. Hmm. And being playful as a seven, but also like this isn't, I don't know, I don't know. The vibe I'm picking up is like, it's like a brave thing that she's doing. Oh, like uh, putting it out there. To, yeah, put her out, put it yeah. out there. Gotcha. Um, but no, I mean, I, I'm totally vibing with what she's talking about there. <laughs> 
so many layers. Yeah, I think that's a fun take on it. Yeah. Of like, yeah, certainty be would be boring. Yeah, boring. I mean, we said that earlier, yeah. but like in a different kind of way of like, it's more fun that there's unpredictability and that mm-hmm. we don't know and we can't be sure of things. Do you think like one sixes and eights want certainty the most? I would guess, mm-hmm. I mean, ones and sixes do feel like yeah. the immediate yeah, 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 yeah. numbers that I'm thinking They'd have probably the hardest problem enjoy episode, certainty. Like, what are you talking about? Um, Maybe the fire I department doesn't eights. need to be on time. I don't know, eights. <laughs> um, maybe, I don't okay. know. I mean, any number could have any opinion on this, true, of true, course. True, true. I, I don't want to like um, do the memes. I don't want to go the memes. But it does route. seem that saying uncertain, like clinging towards uncertainty is kind of naming being really there for the gray space. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe eights too, because eights are often prone to black and white thinking, That's similar to ones, similar to maybe sixes. Yeah. yeah. Um, sixes, I think uncertainty could be just, I mean, it's really threatening in that their whole process is trying to be certain about mm. what the future could be and being mm. able to how to handle it. And so mm. not knowing what's coming and would make them unprepared for how to handle things. Oh yeah. So who, who's who's the least? I uh, let me say this. I I do think uh, I do think nines are the least in this conversation. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But nines are like they're like yeah, certainty, maybe uncertainty. I think you guys are all great. No worries. Like, maybe like, maybe true, but maybe yeah. there's nines out there who are like, no, we're really here for this conversation. <laughs> no, they're here for it. I'm not. I'm just. I'm sure they have a big opinion about it. Or like, well, let me oh. step in here and say something about this. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, whatever. I Shoulder don't know. shrug. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it, right? I think that's it for listener comments. Okay, you guys. Oh, a surprise a for you all. Roll. A surprise for you all. <laughs> when we come back, Reuven is back, which means we have a Reuven Nation. He's in the house, and we're so excited. Yeah, and it's going to be a Reuvenation on dwelling. hands. Oh, gosh. This is a real rejuvenation. It's going to be poem. epic. Some thoughts on him. So I'm going to go knock on his door so he can come out and give us a rejuvenation. When what we come we? back, that's what we've got for you. And if you don't know what a rejuvenation is, just get excited. Get excited. <laughs> when we come back. All right. When we go back. this film <laughs> it's a French film <laughs> I think it came out in the 60s uh, it's by I, know, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right uh, Robert Bresson uh, it's called Al Hazar Balthazar again um, but it just means I think Balthazar at random now I know that uh, Bresson is kind of famous for having a very what's called like a spiritual ascetic style um so he would coach his actors not to act so if you watch the film everyone's just being very flat but what's interesting about this movie is the main baldassar is a is a donkey (laughs) and um he's not really like a main character he's just there in like you know the film begins with like 
these children kind of Balthasar is a what's like a young donkey? <laughs> There's a word for it. Uh, and <laughs> and you know, like like Balthasar is just there and it's not like, you know, like it, it, it literally is just there. It's like a piece of burden, a foal. Okay. And something that I noticed while I was watching this film, I had, I have, I do not have a lot of, uh, information on Bersong, but there would be a lot of shots. There were a lot of shots of hands. Uh, so like in the beginning, like a girl, uh, caressing, Balthazar, like this boy baptizing Balthazar, but and there there were a lot of shots that um, again I'm not good on like the f- film lingo, but they were shot at the lev- level where you could see like the hands doing things. Uh, so there was one where this this girl older is weaving like a crown of flowers for Balthazar. And there's one, um, there are many shots of hands. (laughs) And I think, you know, it's, at first I was like, I like hands. (laughs) I like shots of hands. I think hands are, are, are kind of mystical in a way. And, because it is it is so impersonal right and it's you know when we think of hands we think of like one dominant association of hand is with work right mm-hmm. like labor so it seems very functional right hands are utilitarian so to speak mm-hmm. uh but this is where i think they're kind of like mystical is that they st- you know that they're attached to like a, a particular body. Uh, what's the word? Metonym, right? Hands kind of like, they look, they are kind of like particular, they're general, right? They're mundane, but they are attached to something. They point towards something that might be more personal. Um, so it's become my goal to be more gestural. And I don't know. It's just, I think there's, Again, something mystical about hands, especially when they exceed their use, right? Because we think of like, you know, like the opposable thumb, right? What makes us uniquely adapted to whatever, right? It's like, you know, people talk about like functions, right? But yeah, your hands, they they exceed those functions of just kind of like grabbing things or... but. Yeah, and, and you know, not not to. I think the the point of like you know in in Bersong is it's it's not that, it's not that, um, you know, it's not that there's something not beautiful about hands doing utilitarian things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but also attention, like hands are. You use hands for 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 caring, right? In, I mean, in, in, in that movie, you know, the children baptizing Balthazar, uh, there's one, again, like not all the characters are connected with Balthazar. Uh, so it's not, again, a movie about Balthazar. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Balthazar is just there at random. <laughs> um, there's one where uh, the mom, like the the wife of the man who owns Balthazar, the man just, you know, died. And the wife is just kind of like holding, like holding his hands. And the camera just focuses on the hands. I mean... You know, there's nothing kind of like sentimental about this. It's not like the camera is trying to milk the emotion from the actress's face mm-hmm. and trying to get that emotion from 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 you know from the, the viewer, right? That would be kind of like a cliched way of doing it, but in just kind of like the the act of like you know like kind of like sending off this person, right? Using something as impersonal, right, as hands. There's something that's brought into focus there. I also just want to say it reminds me of Twin Peaks and those woodsmen coming out and massaging <laughs> the dead man with their hands. With their hands. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> those are like really awkward gestures. They're really because awkward. They're, they're like pawing at this, at this, this body. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think that's it. That's the end of it. That's the end. Of uh, the you know, but the, in terms of uncertainty, I mean, this is it, right? Are you certain about your concept of hands? You know, this is perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Ruben. Hands, holy smokes! Just think about really your good. hands. Let me take a look, look at your at, hands. You're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> take take a look at your hands. Look at your hands. Think about your hands. That's really good stuff. Ruben, Ruben is, is back. Ruben is back, coming in hot with some <laughs> thoughts about hands. Um, when we, when come we come back, back we're gonna have some. Uh, Close, I think. Closing thoughts. Theological, philosophical thoughts. Yeah, but certainty. Okay. Oh, we're back for finale, everybody. 15 minutes. Okay, 15-minute finale. If you've made it this far, congratulations. I hope you enjoyed that rubination by Reuben on hands. Yeah, this, as, as, if you guys want to care to know, this is, all, this is a longer journey for us, usually double the time you're listening. There's yes. lots that happens between <laughs> these. We, so much. We just had, I mean, you heard a reflection on hands by Reuben, but then we just got many more reflections from Ruben <laughs> that we're not putting on this <laughs> and you got hands. We got, uh, yeah. So here we are. We are now late here into the for evening. some closing thoughts around certainty, certainty and sort of theological lens. Maybe I don't know about philosophical. Yeah. Theological, philosophical. I think this podcast, there's no getting around Scott and I's context, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. for me I didn't necessarily grow up in a Christian home, though, kind of. Not like a religious oh, oh, home. Oh, you're going to get on a journey right now. I mean, no, I'm just going to slightly paint some pictures. Paint some pictures. Here we go. Some For some both of us. I pictures. Yeah, yeah. Oh, But okay. then I, in around middle school, like really fell into and got really engaged with. No, <laughs> no. But engaged with evangelical Christianity. Yeah. And then from there on... <laughs> 
maybe. Um, from there on, went and studied ministry in college. Mm. So faith and doubt and questions. And that is has always been a part of my journey. It's always been a part of Scott's. Mm-hmm. Grew up pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. Went to school to be a youth pastor. Has been a youth pastor his whole life. Mm-hmm. Like Christianity and doing this is our context. And certainty and faith are things that are often paired together in in many circles to be certain is to be a person of faith. It seems, and it seems like certainty is this value we hold with how we should be spiritually potentially. Mm -hmm. And I know that I experienced that for a long time and we kind of mentioned it earlier, but it is, it was very theologically stifling mm. and I think manipulative of what God could like the way we view God is mm. and is very limiting. Mm. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel like you experienced that? How do, how do you feel like you feel felt stifled? I think for me, when God becomes a certain thing and to be certain on beliefs or an interpretation of God, mm-hmm. when you start to have this high sense of, oh, this is right and this is wrong and this is what God is and this is how it is, which I felt having that, I think just stops you from questioning and stops you from maybe engaging with the real world and engaging with what God actually might be communicating yeah. and not allowing you to have your own interpretation and not be an interpreter of God in the world. Or your own experience. Yeah. Do you feel like there were certain people in your life, whether it was at camp or at school where they played into the myth of certainty, so to speak. Like they held that up and like, I'm certain. And you were like, Ooh, I want to be certain like them. Yeah. I think, I think it's like a virtue in a sense to be a person of faith and like really have, I think I fell into a Christian culture, like during high school where it was like almost this way of the way you should be is a person who has this strong faith Mm -hmm. and has these beliefs and is able to like articulate it kind of Mm -hmm. and be that person who is always trusting and is always certain and knows God. That was kind of like, if you could do that, you're like doing a great job. Did you feel that? Oh, oh, I did. I did. I did. And, 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 um, the sad part is, is I still feel the pressure as a youth pastor to be that for people. And I'm like, it's not true, everybody. And it's, I've been saying this phrase and even my wife Marissa last night was like, don't say it like that. <laughs> like I keep, I say, if God exists, mm-hmm. like I've been in my life experiencing big God signs lately. And yet I still feel inclined. I don't know. Still, I feel inclined these days to say, if God exists. Mm-hmm. And I, I love to think like, I don't know. Yeah. You guys, there's no way we yeah. have to be honest. I can't prove I, I like, I hope, mm-hmm. I wonder, mm-hmm. I, I cling, I, I, you know, desire for God, yeah. you know, but, um, so, so I, if, if, if something's happening in my life that points to God, I'm like, wow, this seems like a God thing. This seems like God, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm, 
so I preface this with like, well, if God exists, this seems like God. Mm-hmm, <laughs> <You know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> Marissa didn't like that. <laughs> like, you don't have to say that. Yeah, but I want to say to, I want to be able to say to leaders of kids or to me or, you know, as you stand up in front of buddy, in front of people, in front of everybody and say, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I really don't. I mean, this is the honest truth. I'm trying. I could not prove that. Yeah, I'm I pointing. literally could not be certain. I'm wondering with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, I, I just think it's so sad and unfair and uh, I don't know what word I'd use. You could use the word manipulative is not the word I want to use. Uh, misleading maybe, hmm. uh, for, uh, I, I mean, we could get really deep into this concept of the guru. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants a guru psychologically. And so for leaders to play into that and be like, I will be that for you. Meaning yeah. like, I will pretend that I have certainty when deep down they don't. Nobody mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're listening to this, let me just tell you, nobody does. If, if you, if you see somebody out there being certain and then you buy into that and you're like, wow, I'm in a, I'm going to live vicariously through their certainty. They yeah. don't. Yeah. They're selling it to you. And and that's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're using it as a way to get followers or It's if certainty to me is like a red flag for inauthenticity. Yeah. Inauthenticity. Inauthenticity or or maybe they've convinced themselves. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I I mean so many so many false leaders have been exposed over time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not somebody that's going to admit that they're not certain is probably going to be a better whole authentic leader at the end of the day. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think like for me, it's interesting thinking of when I headed into college, Mm -hmm. like heading in with this big notion of kind of figuring out God. Cause that's what I really wanted. You leveled up too. you were like camp and now theology, now theology school. Exactly. (laughs) So it's like, God, faith, all of this mm-hmm. mystical things, and then also like school research, being a student. So mm-hmm. I was like ready to like figure out Achieving. and like get God yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And I think I was sold that that was maybe possible, that there mm-hmm. was this kind of way of understanding God or that you could know enough about God that you know God mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like the Tower of Babel or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I very quickly very quickly into college was like, oh, (laughs) so everything I thought I knew about God is probably completely false. And like God really existed in this boundary box. Mm -hmm. I've limited this thing and it could, it is sometimes helpful, but like part of God's whatever, whatever the grander thing is, it's greater nature is, this sense of being unknowable mm-hmm. and unattainable. God bigger is than us. Bigger than us, like an essential paradox almost of being known to us that we could experience this. And yet there's a part of God that is also completely unknowable. Mm-hmm. And if we ever think that we are certain or know, then I think that's like a clear sign that you don't. Because part of God's yes, potential well very nature is God's unknowability, God's mis- mysterical, mysterious sense. Mis- I like the word mysterical. mysterical. Too. <laughs> I invented a new word. <laughs> it's like it takes away so much of your understanding of self and the cosmos and spirituality when you're you're taking away the wonder aspect in the. Mm. 
yeah, you're taking the ability the to depth the have joy. this God be an uncertain God. Mm-hmm. To trust that is so much more powerful than to trust some certain box down thing. Yeah, because then, then God can be misused and, you know, the concept of God can be used to oppress people and hurt people, you know. Yeah. Or, 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 or a certain group can say we've got God figured out and now we have power and mm-hmm. we can use that concept mm-hmm. rather than being like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody has God figured out. God's bigger than all of us. Yeah, we, I think religion and faith can often cling to certainty as tactics to kind of keep the group together. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now, I, I would just say, like, if, you, if we want to just get briefly theological... This is a thing that I'm very passionate about. And this is sound, orthodox, classical, theological thinking. So whatever that means. But um, certainty is a work. And I'm talking coming from a Presbyterian background, Hmm. a a, a Presbyterian sort of Calvinistic, whatever you want to say, reformed tradition. Yeah, yeah. We, We don't like earning your way to heaven. We we're grace at all costs. So, yeah. so you say certainty is saying, I've worked really hard to figure this out and I've wrapped my mind around it. And now with my mind and with my comprehension, I have figured faith out mm-hmm. and now I believe, so let me into heaven. Yeah. And that's a work. You don't get into heaven through works. Ooh, so it's, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's bull crap, essentially. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, th- that's not that's not how that's it works. in no way yeah. how if if you're looking at it in that you don't stand before God. And be like, I figured it out. Yeah, I read the books. Yeah, I believe. Like no, that's not that's... like like it's grace. It's trust. Mm-hmm. It's belief. It's faith. Those are way different than um, certainty. Yeah. So it, I mean, right off the bat, if there's anybody out there in my tradition in terms of like a Presbyterian reformed tradition walking around being like, Oh, because there are certain elements to where it seems like you have a book of confessions. There are some things that make it seem like saying, saying statements of faith are important, but Mm -hmm. that is more to help us wrap our mind around God. It's not to earn favor with God. It's not to replace a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's meant to give us like what you'd call like some handles. But a certain type of personality wraps their mind around those statements of faith and say, I've got it figured out. I win. I got to the end. I read all the statements. I read all the chapters of the book. And then you can sleep well at night and have structure mm-hmm. and order. And mm-hmm. But this is the thing about certainty. I, I just think there's just something on the other side of it where if you embrace uncertainty, yeah. it's so freeing. That's when you can sleep even yeah. better. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you go to bed being like, I haven't figured it out yet. It's like, you don't yeah. have to. Yeah. You've got a bigger God. You've got a bigger thing out there who's got it locked down. Mm-hmm. You don't, you can't, mm-hmm. you know, like you can rest easy. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about certainty. Yeah. You know? I think it, it brings up when we talk about the like faith, and theological discussion. This is a funny conversation. Theological discussion. Well, honestly, in in on, in some of our ways, this is where we are in our area. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't know about this, and I'm like, I this know. is one area I kind of know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and like the, when we're talking about certainty, 
it brings up the word that is like the buzzword of like doubt. Mm-hmm. Doubting God. Is it mm-hmm. good to doubt God? What mm-hmm. are people's vibes around doubting God? What is it to doubt? And things like that. And I think that I remember, gosh, who I should look up what this quote is, but it's the opposite of faith is not doubt. It's certainty. It's certainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, it's this idea of this, this false thing, thinking that faith is trusting and believing in some certain thing. Mm-hmm that's when we are engaging in doubt and we're doing that work, that's when we're actually engaging in a relationship with God. That's when we can actually be honest with God and ourselves and about the world around us. Mm -hmm. Um, It again brings me back to this idea of God being mystical, but also God being just so beyond, Mm -hmm. you know, beyond this understanding and kind of leaning into that. And also giving yourself grace to like trust that when you don't understand God or that when you don't have the answers for how, why God is acting in this way, that that's, that's part of God's very nature. And you can kind of trust that that's okay in the midst of that. You can have peace in the midst of those feelings that's hard, and things. But, but that's good. It's hard, but it's good. <laughs> I know. It's no, I mean, there's easier said than done. phrase in Christianity, lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. You know? I mean, what are we talking about there? Um, I think I have a quote that I want to read. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, from, I do, do want to read this I quote. I do want to <laughs> read this quote. It's from Anne Lamont. Oh, yeah. Love I'm, I'm going to read Annie Dillard. You're reading Anne Lamont. This is just okay. a quote. Yeah, we this is the Annie quote Dillard I said. and Anne Lamont at the table tonight. I love <laughs> Seriously, it. Seriously, those are some good <laughs> yeah. voices. Um, okay, so Anne Lamont. This is from uh, Plan S- B, Further Thoughts on Faith. Okay, side I note. I also... I also the idea of them ever meeting. I, I, bet, they, I bet they've met. I that bet would I met. would love you know? an inter- to see that interaction, <sighs> their yeah. conversation. Uh, it makes my heart swell. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is uh, a good quote. <laughs> the opposite of faith. Uh, I gotta find it again. The opposite of faith is not doubt, but certainty. Mm-hmm. Certainty is missing the point entirely. Faith includes noticing the mess, the emptiness and discomfort and letting it be there until some light returns. Faith also means reaching deeply within for the sense one was born with the sense, for example, to go for a walk. Oh, 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 that, that took, that took a turn at the end. That really caught me off guard. That's so good. Yes, I know. It's so good. I know. Yeah, there it is. I mean, certainty is missing the point entirely. Yeah. I think that's true. Certainty is, is mi- like I'm like, oh, you're you're missing this entire mm-hmm. thing when you think certainty is what the aim is and what we're valuing. Yeah, yeah. You know, oftentimes people will talk about like an album from a musician as like a project. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is the no small thing project that we're? Mm-hmm. This is a project. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're doing some things. And it's like, we have a placeholder someday. Like, we want to talk about the concept of play. Yeah. Ooh. And, oh. and the certainty thing is so true. It misses the point. Like, we're not supposed to just figure it out and then just sit in a room. We figured it out. We're done. Done with life. We did it. <laughs> figured it out. It's like, no, no. <laughs> we're supposed to enjoy it. Go for a walk and play. Have fun. Yeah. Keep going. Think. Yeah. Wonder, you know. It's Go like, oh, jeez. I'm I'm saying this to myself as I say to other people, but uh, you know I I do think as we're talking about this, this is like this is like the introduction to the book. 
you know, of certainty. We're going to talk about this, I think, more, like certainty. Mm-hmm. This is like the No Small Thing Project. We're going to talk about play. We're going to talk about Anne Lamott. We're going to talk about certainty, doubt, <laughs> faith, all these things. Yeah. But this is like, this is not, this is not really getting into anything. It's like intro. <laughs> <laughs> we're always, we say this so often, but we're always scratching the surface. No, but you know, honestly, like with defense mechanisms, you said tonight, it's like, we haven't reached the end, but I feel like we've made some progress. Yeah. I don't think we've like, we're at the intro stage to defense mechanisms anymore. I don't know. Sometimes I do. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, that's the thing about certainty and uncertainty. It's like maybe, maybe. I thought we were, and then last week I learned so much about so defense mechanisms. Yeah. I was like, oh gosh, there's so much more to learn. That's true, but like, I guess when we're doing those episodes, we're not at the beginning anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know? This is the yeah. beginning. This yeah, is this essentially is the, beginning. the beginning. It's our first episode on this. Uh, I I have the most, (laughs) my tattoo, my first tattoo is truly an ode to uncertainty in the season, the feeling of doubt and yet still saying hello to the world in the midst of doubt. That's like the vibe of my hello tattoo. And it does feel that song trees by 21 pilots, 21 pilots, major band that so many of their themes are doubt and certainty and it's got their like Tyler's early emo stuff is all about this (laughs) but I do feel such a good song I love Toronto Violence but even yeah just this tattoo itself is trying to like symbolize and claim this idea of like I don't really know what you are and who you are, mm. God, universe, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm just going to say hello anyways and and interact with this, have a relationship with this kind of thing. So it's not like when you're saying, oh, just be uncertain. It's like float around. It's like, no, you are still uncertain, but you're in a relationship where you recognize that I'll never fully, fully know you, but I will get to know you. I yeah. will get to know parts of it. And I feel like that's also how we could approach people. Like, you're never fully going to be certain on who this person is, but through time you will get to know much more about them and there'll be even more mystery to them and yet also more intimacy with them. Well, I have all these quotes, but it's like, <laughs> might as well just talk. You know, that, was, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Dang. Um, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, we're winding down. I have an Annie Dillard quote. So we have Anne Lamont and Annie Dillard. Anne Lamont, Annie Dillard. Well, we uh, have these quotes because the quotes get our brains. What'd you say? (laughs) So we'll close out with a Vanessa Carlson song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the last. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It would be pretty funny. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those like getting like kind of quiet and winding down vibes. True. Maybe well, we don't know what this episode will close with. Could just be a regular, with. no small thing song. <laughs> Who knows? Mm. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. Scott's just gonna read this, and will that be the end? Yeah, I think so. Um, join us next week for a very exciting episode. The topic is going to be gender. So super pumped about that. No small thing. Gender's no, no small, small thing. thing. Um, okay, this is from Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. It's a short little thing, but it's about, I think, she's focusing on the concept of noticing, hmm. but it's a similar thing, obviously, not being certain, and the concept of noticing. Um, Annie Dillard, I think at the age of 24, lived by herself for a year in Virginia, in the Virginia mountains. 
That's an interesting and thought thing. and wrote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. She won a Pulitzer Prize at 27 years old. Mm. What the heck, everybody? Yeah. And um, it's just her going out in nature and watching things and then writing about it in an existential way. <laughs> in a true yeah. five-wing four. So life. enjoy this. This is short tonight. Three paragraphs. If Tinker Mountain erupted, I'd be likely to notice. But if I want to notice the lesser cataclysms of valley life, I have to maintain in my head a running description of the present. Like a blind man at the ball game, I need a radio. When I see this way, I analyze and pry. I hurl over logs and roll away stones. I study the bank a square foot at a time, probing and tilting my head. Some days when a mist covers the mountains, when the muskrats won't show and the microscope's mirror shatters, I want to climb up the bank, blue dome as a man would storm the inside of a circus tent, wildly dangling, and with a steel knife, claw a rent in the top, peep, and if I must, fall. But there's another kind of seeing that involves a letting go. When I see this way, I sway transfixed and emptied. The difference between the two ways of seeing is the difference between walking with and without a camera. When I walk with a camera, I walk from shot to shot, reading the light on a calibrated meter. When I walk without a camera, my own shutter opens, and the moment's light prints on my own silver gut. When I see this second way, I am above all an unscrupulous observer. <laughs> 